And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 36 of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes our guest. He's a comedian who's been changed by fatherhood. Before the new baby, he was full of rage about his stolen bikes. And now he's full of rage about his stolen bikes, but is also really tired. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer who's getting through the quarantine by dreaming of the afterlife when she will finally be reunited with being alone. It's Wendy Molyneux. Tone Zone is here and thrilled that Biden won so we can finally start saying Happy Life Day again. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her the good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the way that's dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little iced animal crackers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular delicious carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Becky Milner. I'm on Patreon. If you want to see the video to this episode, that is just for Patreon people. Uh, and there's almost weekly bonus. There's weekly bonus episodes. I say almost because I can't, I can't be on the hook for four a month even though I do for a month. So weekly bonus episodes and so much more. You can submit a carb, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'd like to say hello to my guests. Very excited to have this combo back. It is a, fa- a breakout fan favorite combination. Wendy Molyneux, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. It is so nice to see you. Although, full disclosure, I've been seeing you for the past 40 minutes because it took us a long time to troubleshoot getting this episode off the ground. Just one of the many fun things of recording remotely. Yes, it took a long time. And this was my whole day because we did audio for my show today. So I was already, I was on the receiving end of like sitting and waiting while our wonderful audio team tried to make people's microphones and setups work in their closets or bathrooms or wherever they are. And one didn't work today. Like it'll change from day to day. Like one person will have a great setup the day before. And though they have the exact same setup the next day, we cannot record them. It is, it's a challenge in these times. We're not the only ones is what I'm saying. That makes me feel a thousand times better. It should. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's bring in everyone. And then I want to hear more about the I want to hear more about the challenging audio of this show. Specifically, I just want to know, like, was it Great North? Was it Bob's Burgers? What was it? Don't tell me yet. Uh-uh. That was Suspense. a tease. That's right. Let's let let's let the anticipation build. Um, David Huntsberger, hello. Hello. Nice to be back. Nice to have you back. You've had some huge life stuff happen since we've been talking last. Let's bring in Tony, and then it's just it's just a free for all of chat, you guys. Um, Tony Thaxton. <laughs> Hi. Even even I was part of the problem in the getting going today because my sound wouldn't share with everybody. So it's not it's not just one of us. It's all of us no. except Dave. It's all of us except for David. So <laughs> Dave is a thing. perfect angel. A perfect angel. I did it. The tech guy <laughs> smiled on me today, guys. <laughs> or sometime before the end of the show, it will happen to him. Because it's kind of like if you don't have a friend who's an asshole, you're the asshole, or whatever the thing is. If you don't have a friend with B.O., you have B.O. What is the thing they say? 
The, all those are very good quotes, Allison. That everyone <laughs> says. Everyone's saying that all the time. Those are like those very long bumper stickers that you yes. read. Yeah, we have that sometimes in our you have to kitchen. stretch from car to car. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like people have like love or happiness is family. We have that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a friend with bo, you have bo. <laughs> you have bo. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, but it's in, in a this, beautiful cursive. Nice. In this, but first, coffee. If you don't have a friend who's an asshole, you're an asshole. But first, body odor. (laughs) Right. Tony, I don't want to make a thing of it, but do you see how fast I've brought you in? You, Wendy and Dave, I kept forgetting to say hi to Tony. Oh, God. How dare you? I mean, for months. Not on our watch. For a long time, but not as long as for, like, the number of episodes I've now brought it up is more episodes than I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, to that's about. what I was going to That's become more of a thing than the forgetting was. This <laughs> checks out with Allison's MO. <laughs> like, you're but, like a dog with a bone with anything that happens. We get to, like, what, as much as I wanted Capri shorts to go away, it went on and on <laughs> for years to my recollection. I'm crazy. Huh? I'm, that was a that was a drop, and it said I'm crazy. Oh, I thought you froze for a second, and then your audio came in later. Zoom is so fun, guys. <laughs> it is so much fun. Okay, let's let's get into David's life events, and then let's talk about the audio issues of Wendy's show. And then we have other mine, stuff. Mine is so boring. Let's only talk about David's life. And let's, well, I, that could be boring, but I also want to know if Wendy has begun doing heroin. Heroin? Yeah, you heard me. I think this is two times in a row you have the thumb holes on your uh, oh, yeah. sleeve. Oh, I love this. It makes me feel so secure. Yeah, that's that's what they say. But really, the reason it was started, it's a Seattle thing. Boom. <gasps> Cover up the track marks. No. Is yeah, that you can true? lock them in. And it might have been um, more uh, sad, depressing things that could happen to a wrist as well. But yeah, the idea was to cover the wrists so people wouldn't oh. see that you were harming yourself. No, definitely yourself. not. I just love this kind of hand situation. For those who can't see me, it's those hands with the thumb holes in your sweatshirt. In fact, Jeff got me. He's just outside the door. He, he doesn't know how to work podcasts, so he'll never hear this. He got me a sweatshirt for my birthday, and I really like the color, but it didn't have these things, and so it's not in my favorites lineup. Oh, no. Cut him oh, no. in. You Cut him in like the originators your... of it. Wait. Uh-oh. I can't hear, t- I can't hear Dave when I'm talking. Oh, no. Oh, First, no. I think it's weird that Jeff can't work podcasts. And two, no. I think uh-uh. you could cut in the holes like the originators of the look did and be fitting right in. I don't know, though, because then they would rip and stuff. These are nicely made for me. These are for professional women. And <laughs> what I thought is you were you said Jeff's just outside the door, but he doesn't. Don't worry. He doesn't know how to work doors. So that I don't know if he does. I've never seen him do it. <laughs> um, okay, and I'm I'm sorry to be so Allison, so problematic Allison, just classic Allison. Uh, but Dave is the one who brought up Capri pants. Right. Are we sure we're going to trust what he has to say <laughs> about this being the origin of thumbholes? Because I definitely is- don't believe him. For the record, I was just going along with it Guys. because of his recent life event. But if that's true, that's fast. I'm trying to get everyone back onto. So my thing is that no one will buy into any sort of fact I attempt to share, but the fact that I've 
procreated will allow like some, oh, I could see that. But otherwise, no one believes me. I like the fact that you procreated, but I want to hone in on something else. Um, the only facts that we don't trust, for me, I can't speak for everyone else. Oh, God, you guys. <laughs> this is happening. That wasn't me. I thought that it was, was me, but it wasn't me. That was me. Hey, and I swear to God, I recently turned off the phone call feature on my computer. That's, mine's I probably going to go, I too. Did. I'm just warning you. Still doing great over here. <laughs> Zero problems. No, David is still a perfect angel. <laughs> Now, will the audience have heard that, Tony? Probably not. I mean, I, I can make it so they didn't. Yeah, allow them to hear it so they, so they know what we're up against. <laughs> I also feel like people should understand what is going on when you oh, try yeah. to make things now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> a, it's gauntlet. hard. Yeah, there's like, I don't mean, it's hard. I just sounded like a like sad <laughs> valley girl. What I mean is, I think people should know that it is like, it's, it's difficult to make the technical aspects yeah. work. And it hasn't gotten if, easier in eight months. It's actually gotten no. way. It's gotten much more hard, and I yeah. don't know why. Um, if you are listening to something and it sounds like everyone's in the same room, you're so lucky. Everything <laughs> worked. Everything worked well. From anyway, Dave. Again, I just speak for me. But Dave, I don't trust you when it comes to facts relating to fashion. Got to no. start going to say the exact facts. same. Exact same. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I get a little liberal with my uh, data. Uh, and and my where I churned that up, but I remember that being sort of like an Allison Chains kind of look, and people saying that's where that originated from. Maybe maybe Tony could Google it and double check, but I do feel like that was the beginning of the thumb through the thing. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, where do you guys think it came from? I mean, it, to me, it checks out. And, and when I heard it years and years ago, I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's but like fingerless I, gloves. It keeps your hands warm, except your fingies. You can still use them. I or playing guitar or piano or doing other things that I'm not going to get into that I'm sure Allison would love us to talk about again. <laughs> Capri pants? No, what are we? the other thing. Oh, oh my God! What am I forgetting that we've talked about newer? I hope times. you don't remember things that you do with. <laughs> oh, this is a good riddle. What? Oh, is I know what you're talking should, about. I think things I that you do with. I'm leaving this. I'm leaving the Zoom. If you say. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't what? putting that together. You you drew it back in, and and I don't think anyone's going to be happy when oh, she saw it. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh no. Yes. I made my own nightmare. Yes. I made my own problem. Yes, I find mittens thwart my ability to do fancy to do fancy shuffling. No, nope. <laughs> leaving well, the zoom. When I, I wear my hovering over the leave button. When I do my thumb holes, then it's you have ten seconds pageantry. to be done with this. Ten. We should nine, acknowledge eight. I'm seven. done for Is now, but I'm okay. Can I save my seven? Reclaiming or eight my eight for seconds. Later? You reclaiming have seven, my eight seconds. seven seconds left. My Not seven, eight. my seven to eight seconds. Seven. Um, we should acknowledge there are some adorable children sounds in the background. We are aware of it. It's the best we can do. Okay. Exactly. Uh, this is the third computer I tried to record this on, <laughs> so people know. Yeah. It's the third one, and so, this is where we are. Wendy. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought Dave was in the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave, you had a baby. Yep. Did you have a birth? We had a birth. Yeah, the in the we, nest. The, yeah, the the nest. And oddly, then someone did give us a thing called a snuggle nest, and it was not a hit. 
Um, but what is the, it? the bird, it's, it's, um, this carp guy who's like a guru of babies. Yes. Howard yeah, Carp. Harvey Carp. Harvey yeah. Carp. He, he's so creepy, but really knows a lot about babies. And in some of the videos them. where he's like swaddling kids in such a world record time and then holding them up and shush, like so loudly in their ear, but then the he's kids are just like- He's doing bar flare with babies. Yes. It's really weird. And to, and the, the parents are just kind of <laughs> sitting there like- all right. And then they go right to sleep, though. He's really good at it. So this guy had this thing you could kind of travel with. It would fold up, but then you could lay it on a surface. And I think it was meant for sort of like co-sleeping. You put it between you and your partner. has these little like buoys. You slip around them so that they can't roll over. Wait, and is then- it the snoo? No, no, it's not the snoo. It's a snuggle okay. nest. So this is like a suitcase thing you would just take along. But I did appreciate that it was nest themed. And so it wasn't as good as our, obviously, like we home thatched our own nest and things like that. And we weren't counting on the number of flies you get when you do that. A lot of mucus <laughs> and things, but still worth it. Just a beautiful bird. Did you say a lot of... I'm finding this happens lately on Zoom where people's I, sound cuts in and out a little bit. Did you say a lot of mucus? Yeah. Where's the mucus coming from? Us. The birth or the... No, oh. us. You got to really get into it. Birds, you know, they carry the twigs around in their mouth and then they place in places and then they do like a lot of... Ah, ah, and they, they're, you know, they're using their craw. Whereas humans, you know, you do the same thing, but you bring up just a bit of mu- mucus for uh, an adhesive of sorts. Like you'd lick mm. a stamp. It's nothing gross. Sure. Um, you know, on, was it the mail-in ballot? There was some envelope where it said moisten with water. This is the mail-in ballot. Yes. Now, is that standard that it says that? Or was that like in COVID times, don't put your spittle on this thing that people are I'm guessing touch? it was that. That's what I think too, yeah. Or you had one of those fake ballots that I keep hearing about. Yeah. What'd you say, Tony? I said, or you had one of these fake ballots I keep hearing about. Yes, I had five ballots and four of them were fake and then one of them was also fake. So I guess all five were fake, really. Um, I stand by it. I stand by my fake ballot results. Okay, so, but for real, David, how did the birth, not birth, go? And <laughs> how is how are you doing? And how's your guy? However much or little you want to say. I know you're a private person yeah, when it comes uh, to your progeny. <laughs> we're, we're getting enough sleep. And right when he was born, they uh, a lot of stuff they don't tell you. But one of which was they put like a little low jack locator on the ankle. Mm-hmm. And then I don't – and we're so tired – but they're like, just a heads up, you know, you're right by the exit door. So just keep an eye on him. Here you go. And where I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, pe- babies are stolen from time to time. So I was just like real cautious whenever I'd hear the curtain open up. And I was looking at everyone's badge like I was a bouncer at a really exclusive club. Just like, wait, 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 wait. You were a bath? What? No. And uh, I don't think that was helpful. But he was not stolen. And then we got him home. And uh, I think things have been very standard baby care outside of the the pandemic stuff. I feel like that's a very intense thing to say to sleep deprived brand new parents. Like just FYI, babies are stolen. Okay, <laughs> enjoy. 
Yeah, I was like, is that standard? And she really even went out of her way to be like, and again, you're right by a stairwell. So just keep an eye, like setting like, it up. Where, that's such a weird room. thing to say. It was so bizarre. I've never, the, uh, people can be, I mean, medical professionals can be as weird as anyone else. The two two nurses after I gave birth last August basically got in a fight in my room. And then somebody like coded or they needed help or something. And I was walking to the bathroom and you move pretty slowly after you've just given birth. If you have, Oh, I hit my microphone. Sorry about that. If you have like a standard, you know, vaginal birth, you're kind of, you know, a mess. And so you're walking slowly and she was giving me like this ice pad that you put in. And then they called some kind of code or something over the thing. And she goes, Oh, and threw the pad she was about to hand me on the floor and stormed out of the room. It had nothing to do with me, but this was the same woman who had argued with the other nurse. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, luckily this is my fourth kid. And I'm just like, fuck everybody get out of my room. I'm fine. But, um, it was bizarre. It just makes you realize there's just weirdos everywhere. Lots of great professionals. And then some just fucking weirdos. What was, what was the fight over? Do you, remember? I don't remember. Cause I was, so I had been awake for 36 hours. Yeah. My older sister actually came to visit me. And when they were visiting me, it was after the baby came. I couldn't believe they drove in like an hour and a half to come just to see the baby the first night. And I had been awake for 36 hours and on a lot, I had a heavy epidural and all this stuff. And so I was really wacky. I literally kept asking myself in my head, am I awake or asleep? (laughs) I can't remember if I'm awake or asleep. So I know they had a fight. But I've never been that tired in my entire life. So I know they fought and I know I didn't imagine it. And I know the ice pad thing happened, but I don't know what it was about. I can't reproduce it because had I had my wits about me, I would have been like, you two need to get the fuck out of my room. What's going on? Because from that point on, I was very sassy the rest of the two days because I knew what I had to let them talk to me about or do like the lactation person touching my boob and stuff. I don't like that. And so she came in and she was like reaching out. I was like, please don't touch my breasts. Like I know, I knew the things I liked and didn't like and didn't want them to do. So I wasn't like mean, but I know like if you're a first time mom, they want to tell you everything. And if you're a fourth time mom, you're just like GTFO with that part. I don't like that part. I don't want it. Like, cause there's stuff you have to do and stuff you don't. So you know the difference at that point. So yeah, I don't know. It was a weird time anyway let's get back to david <laughs> enough about me i went through uh, um like a month after i don't know if you saw this story joe montana and his family were at a residence oh, yeah. in malibu and a strange woman walked into the residence the domicile attempted to grab a baby out of someone's hands and joe montana had to block the door and fight and like wrestle the baby back from a stranger so i was suddenly like this is real. They don't tell you this enough that baby, like you already kind of know, obviously that's sort of a thought you look at when you have like, well, this thing is, this is ours. Right. And then you're like, the value that you feel about it isn't like monetary or dollar signs. And yet when she said that thing about the low Jack and the door and this Malibu episode, I was like, Oh yeah, but there've like been episodes of crime shows that deal with exactly that. And so it, I don't want to be all you know paranoid about that sort of thing, but it's kind of hard not to be. Well, then in that case, having a baby during a pandemic is really a boon to you. Yeah, I mean, this was during the pandemic that they waltzed into Joe Montana's place. So I feel equally as uh, paranoid as I probably ever would. <laughs> I, like yeah. that, I like that Joe Montana like trained his whole life for this moment to block 
an object approximately the size of a football and get it back from someone. Well, that's not really what he did as a quarterback, but I know, but in my mind, he trained his whole (laughs) life. He thought it was for football. Yeah. But really when you see the flashback of his whole life, it was all (laughs) leading up to this. Yeah. He had to do for the baby and he like reaches in and gets the baby instead. And then he like stumbles across a line and then he gets a point. Well, that's not really what he ever did, but I see where, what you're, it depends on which league it is and stuff like, (laughs) well, he'll never (laughs) play it. And you know what? You're right. It was exactly like that. I would like to know from Wendy who I turn to for my sports. No, I know nothing yeah. about sports. So I turn to Wendy. No, I know a lot. Me. Yeah. Wendy, what are the various leagues that he might've played in? Well, there's NFL mm-hmm. there's football time. No, he was not. <laughs> he was not in football time. There's the, uh, uh, ball club. Oh, BC league. ball club. BCL. League. BCL. Yeah. Um, Canadian Mounties. Which they used to be Mounties and then they turned into a football league when they ran out of horses. (laughs) I think I have a backpack from them. Yeah, they ran out of horses, so they changed over into a football league. Those are like the four bigs. Can you go through them again? NFL. (laughs) Yeah, okay. A ball club league. You did say that one. There's um, Football guys. Time. Time. Oh, (laughs) There. Is that what I said? You said football time. <laughs> football time. That's what I meant. Sorry. I get guys in time confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Mounties, the Canadian Mounties. Those are the four yep. big leagues. Football time in Orange County was like really big. And the male or male identifying fans called themselves the football guys. So you're not that wrong. Right. That's probably why I got it confused. Yeah. But also, I'll, sometimes I'll go like, what guys is it? When I mean, what time is it? <laughs> right. It's just like yeah. those two words for some reason are really close together in my mind. So that's why I messed it up. Not because any of it wasn't true. I mix up, much like you with time and guys, I mix up mirror and window. Does I remember that else? about you. It's, you remember it like from me making a thing about it on my show or from college? From college. It's because weird. I remember you told me, and then I was walking down a particular staircase in, I want to say, what was the one you lived in freshman year? Wig. No, not wig. The one you lived in the year after, Harwood. Do you live in Harwood, Harwood. next? Yes. yes. Walking down the stairway in Harwood, and there was a big mirror, a big window. See, I just did it. There was. <laughs> I don't do it, but I, there was a window, and I could see myself in it. And I was like, I wonder if this is why Allison's brain mixes this up. Yes, it is. It's because windows can be reflective. and can be like mirrors. I think that's why. I don't know. But it's like a whole thing in my brain. Uh, And yeah, that's time and guys for me. It's like, yeah, you know, you could be a guy and be like, oh, there's the clock. (laughs) Like, look at David and Tony's faces right now. Like, if you just put little things on them, those could be. Yes, yes. Like Tony's eyes are definitely at three and nine. Well, the nose defines like the center of it. And then the cheeks are, yeah, are, uh, yeah, are three and nine. And then the chin is a six. But that's, and, that would be clock and guys. Yeah, but clocks time tell time. Yeah. Right. But the, I'm you, just a very abstract thinker, I guess. So it's just, you know, that's just what happens, guys. And so football time, um, ball club league, NFL, and the Canadian Mounties who became football players when they ran out of horses. The big four. Yeah. 
So it just depends on which. I don't know if Joe Montana. Well, he did. He played in football time. <laughs> yeah. For a while. And then he switched over to the NFL. He was on the um, the pigs. He was on the pigs. <laughs> yeah. In football the, time. The Kansas pigs. That's oh, yeah. why. That's why the, the everyone's like, <laughs> oink oink. It's Joe that caught on. Yep. I can't I help but think back to how skeptical you guys are about my fashion knowledge and how we're just so openly trusting of Wendy's sports knowledge. Well, because I know a lot about it. But she's never been wrong. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This it feels true. insulting when I haven't seen you for so long to just be, I feel like I'm being aggressive and I don't mean to, especially when you are the only one who understands that you were on my side with the card stuff, right? Sorry, yeah. Wendy. Yeah. I just lost a second. I, I, now I'm at six seconds. Um, that was two seconds. You're at five. <laughs> no Shoot. Way. But um, I feel like you were wrong about the Capri pants. I'll agree to disagree. But you, don't, you don't think anything about football time and the Canadian Mounties, not even call the league, just the Canadian Mounties being a, being a league because they ran out of horses. They segued. When the last yeah. horse was done, and they were, it was out of juice, but they, they were needed like, what to do we solve do now? crimes. So they're on a foot. Classic pivot. They're wearing their uniforms. They need to uniforms. solve crimes. Yeah, and no, stop no, no. Crimes. That's that the uniforms were more important. They were like, we already have uniforms. We're in pretty good shape. What could we do? But they have like boots and and, and weird uh, button up sort of. I know. You know sports can be uncomfortable. <laughs> But what caused them to go from stopping crimes in the moment to then Exhaustion. just so tired they had to play sports? Well, because mentally exhausted. Like when you've dealt with a lot of criminals mm. and you have to chase them on horseback yeah. when they had cars, like chasing someone with a football on foot when you're also on foot is a fucking dream after having to chase people in cars on a horse. Oh, so they would chase them with a football. No, no, no. I think... No, they would they would run after whoever had the football. Or when they had the football, someone would run after them. That's how you play football. <laughs> yes, yes, this checks out too. But I'm saying that's a dream after you've had to chase cars and trucks and stuff on a horse because you're not as fast as a car. They're- and so they were like, let's do something feasible this time. Let's play football. Let's make our own league. <laughs> It just I'm just seems... laughing at the memory of what a fun, yeah. joyful time. They <laughs> um, probably had a great time when they switched. It felt very freeing. I you know, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I I had just things that were just could best be characterized as semantics, and there's no need to go through that. This all checks out. What yeah. I was going to say is when I went to Canada to watch. I'm sorry. What's their name? What did they became? They went from to Canadian Mount- Mounties. The league is the Mounties, but they're Canadian were... Mounties is the league. Right. How many teams were in the Mounties? League? Forty-five. Forty. When I, an, wow. an odd number of teams. That's in very case something unusual. happened. One of them was a backup. <laughs> so Forty-four never leagues and an understudy. <laughs> Forty-four when, leagues and an understudy. What team, team. was 44 teams and an understudy team? Wow. What team had to be the understudy team? And did they ever get to play? Yes, it was the Ottawa Octopuses. 
<laughs> Every year. They did play one year when <laughs> the Saskatchewan Sarsaparillas, unfortunately, were in a bus crash. Um, but they weren't I, ki- no one was killed, but everyone broke their arm because the bus... <laughs> The bus fell like this and fell to one side. <laughs> and everyone put their arm out there. And then it fell to the other side and everyone put that no. out. So half, no. Half I'd rather hear about yeah. card no. shuffling. Half of no. the sarsaparillas broke their right arm and the other half broke their left arms and they couldn't play. And there are the auto octopuses in their outfits. <laughs> <laughs> know that they know their lines. They've rehearsed the songs. Mm-hmm. They're ready what to go. What songs? It's a league of football. You Put just said they coach. chase each other with Put the ball. They have to sing while they're doing it. They don't have to, but it's nice when they do. <laughs> <sighs> I don't. I don't. Why have we never seen any footage of this? They're just on the sidelines. Because side it's line. embargoed. <laughs> because yeah. it's Canada. Yeah. It's embargoed. You can't Mm -hmm. in the U S it's like how you can't see some U S shows in Canada. We can't see Canadian Mounties league football on our, even if you have the best direct TV package, you still don't get it. I've asked a bunch of times. That exactly is what I was trying to say. I had to travel to Canada to see all 45 teams. And when I did, would you like to know what I put my personal belongings in? An away suitcase. Oh, (laughs) what a wonderful segue. The queen. Look, Travel is weird these days. It wasn't back then when I went to see all 45 teams in the Canadian leagues. Um, But no matter where you need to go this holiday season, Away offers a range of suitcases, bags, and other travel products made of different materials like polycarbonate, aluminum, and durable nylon in a variety of colors and sizes. Look, all of my luggage is Away. Um, Most people get matching so that they are like a cool person with a matching set. I didn't. I was like, I want all different. I want to try all of them. So I have a medium in the expandable nylon in navy blue. I've got the bigger carry-on, which is polycarbonate in in black. And I have the large in purple polycarbonate. It's a real hodgepodge, but I love it. They're all my children. They all have 360-degree spinner wheels. The carry-on and the bigger carry-on, you can charge your phone or your tablet, what have you, like right on the suitcase. It's amazing. Um, They have internal compression systems. It just completely revolutionizes your luggage. Uh, And they're all designed to last a lifetime uh, and they're, they're just great. Away products are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. Take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, even get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Away offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous U.S., Europe, Canada, and Australia. Shop their selection of suitcases and bags at awaytravel.com slash Allison and give someone something to look forward to this holiday season. That's awaytravel.com slash Allison. Uh, I also want to tell you guys about Simply Earth. They make these essential oil recipe boxes so perhaps you've purchased essential oils in the past and you're like i don't i don't they were expensive and i don't quite know what to do with them but i know that they smell great uh but they're just sitting there um enter essential oil simply earth essential oil recipe box it's like the most fun craft box but for essential oils so they send you really great smelling essential oils and then they send you all the things you need to make like scrubs and lotions and sprays and candles and 
my husband Daniel is very excited by crafts, and his eyes lit up when he saw this stuff. Uh, and it's great. It's like a it's like a a meal kit, but it's not edible. It smells really good. Um, you get four pure essential oils and natural ingredients delivered to your doorstep. It's great. Using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus, get a free 80-milliliter diffuser when you subscribe using my URL, simplyearth.com slash bestfriend. Again, that's simplyearth.com slash bestfriend. Okay, so I am not a big fan of true crime normally. However, I have gotten sucked in. And for people who listen to me on all the podcasts I do... You guys have heard this before, but I have gotten sucked into the vow and seduced, and now I'm listening to Escaping Nexium. And last night, Daniel and I were watching the very second to last or the last episode of The Vow on HBO, and I get really sleepy at night. Um, well, those later episodes aren't helping with that then. <laughs> I know. Most people get sleepy at night. I said that like, here's a weird thing about me. I guess I sleep when it's nighttime. But I Sometimes do. during the day I eat food. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I like to breathe. Have you ever uh, heard of water? Because I have just been drinking a lot of it. <laughs> okay. I know that that is going along with everything we're saying. However, I did once a long time ago say, and I stand by it, I don't like water. And then David accused me of being a robot. I know a lot How of people who don't people like water. Earth, really? Yes, including my mother. I believe my friend Nora doesn't drink a lot of water. And you, there's some people, they just don't like to drink water. I don't like it. I, I don't I, know why. It's a thing. Well, I am a, I am the queen of that thing. And anyway, according to David, the way it works is most human beings drink water when they're thirsty and anything with flavor is just like a treat on top of it. That's yeah. not how I do it. I drink right. water if there's nothing else available, and otherwise it's going to be some soda of some sort that has artificial sweetener. It's amazing I'm still alive. That's what my mom <laughs> does, too. And she's still alive. Not quite. What's her uh, artificial... I mean, not, not artificial iced sweetener. Tea. She'll drink iced tea, regular tea, Diet Coke, all dehydrating beverages. So I don't know how she does it. I would be dehydrated at every moment, but she loves it, and she's fine. You know, regarding the dehydration, sure I, I had to. My sorry, my watch thought I was talking to it. It 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 transcribed all of that, and then it said, "I'm not sure I understand." Are you looking at your guys? Your your I thing to tell guys. I looked what guys it was. <laughs> um, when I had to give urine samples at uh, all during my pregnancy. I noted that my urine was very pale compared to everyone else's. So I'm quite hydrated despite the fact that I don't drink water. But anyway, so I get real sleepy at night and I pretty much fall asleep (laughs) in a chair watching TV every night. And then I drag myself to bed and it's so painful. And I think like, why don't I just put myself in bed earlier? So we're watching this one of the last episodes. I'm basically falling asleep and Daniel, whom I love, keeps pausing the TV to talk about why Keith Raniere's theories, and that rhymes in a fun way that I didn't expect, (laughs) Keith Raniere, cult leader, Keith Raniere's theories are wrong. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, no shit. He's a sociopathic cult leader. Of course what he's saying is wrong. But it was, Daniel was really fired up and really like, 
had to rant. He kept pausing the TV to rant. And fine, and it was, and I'm such a like, I don't know if I'm a good wife or a, a codependent people pleaser, or according to Keith, those are kind of the same. But I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like pretending I was listening. And then finally I went, I'm too sleepy for this. And then he looked over and saw how sleepy I was and was very apologetic. But anyway, should I divorce him is the question. <laughs> <laughs> when you I asked mean, that, like, but the lights in my room dimmed, so maybe someone was <laughs> the spirit world was weighing in. They're still doing it. Um, that's a divorceable offense, right? Talking to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. Mainly. Talking sure. to I mean, there's no such thing. Any literally, any, you could just get a. I don't know if you know this. You can get a divorce now. Any reason you want. Well, but I. I love him and I don't want a divorce. I just don't know if I can be with someone who talks to me <laughs> when you're that when I'm sleepy? that tired. Did you explicitly say like, I don't want to hear you talk about how you don't approve of this cult leader. Please stop talking to me. I didn't. I didn't set my boundaries in the way I should have. Cause today, last night, and today, I was like a little bit like the temerity of someone to pause the television repeatedly to yell about stuff that's obvious when I'm trying to sleep while appearing awake. My word. And then I, I was like, I should say something to him about that. And then I thought, no. But by the way, unlike Wendy's husband, he does know how to work podcasts. So I guess... He's going to hear about this now. Maybe hear- what you should do, like we have... Um, for, at our house for birthdays, we have a birthday hat. You know, that's a big felt hat with candles on it. You How could fun. get a sleepy hat <laughs> to hold in your little paw yes. while the TV is still playing. And when you feel yourself cross the Rubicon, you just reach up and slip it on. And then Daniel knows no more lectures tonight. I like it. I'm going to do it. If, um, he had, if he had been laying there just going, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sex with all of them, huh? You would have been, that would have been better. Has everyone watched Next Sam stuff except me? Oh, have you not? I haven't yet. We listened to the podcast series. I've only watched Mm. The Vow. I haven't watched a single thing yet. I have all of it ahead of me. I've just had it with cult people. If you get yourself in a cult, go fuck yourself. I've had it. People that join cults, they're all the same. Every goddamn documentary about them, they're a bunch of idiots, but they're all intelligent. You can't, you can't wrap your head around it, but they're all the same. So I've just lost any level of sympathy for them. That, so I that. just, before this, I just recorded um, Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons, and he was kind of making a similar, like just kind of saying like it's the most, this whole like, it's the most white person thing ever joining a cult. Yeah. Mm. It's when you have very few problems and you're searching, you're looking for meaning, you're looking for a place to put your talents and passions, and you just don't want to volunteer at the YMCA or something like that. You got to yeah. go get involved in this thing and give them all your money and move out in the woods and live in a yurt and have sex with people in a weird way and yell while you're doing it and brand your body, all this stupid shit. It's not a real problem like your husband trying to talk to you <laughs> when you're sleepy. Yeah. Right. Um. I was surprised. It does the circle back real fast. Um, I think I do need to get a sleepy hat. I think the issue was twofold. One, it's I'm trying to watch this show. You're impeding the playing. Like there's something um, agitating about someone repeatedly pausing it to say stuff that you 
agree with, but in an impassioned way. Two, I feel like I need to keep letting you know I'm listening, which is my own problem. This, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, Wait, yeah, yeah. Can we go back to that a little? Let's paint a picture yeah. here. He's at the foot of the bed, like. No, we're in the chin. living room. Oh, okay. You're not in bed. No, we're in the living room. And it's also that he wasn't aware that I was like half, like my eyes were barely open. So he wasn't even aware of me. And you couldn't like reach over and touch his leg and then point to your eyes like, look, sleepy. He's kind of operating under like, well, we're in the living room. We're on the couch. This is where we chat and say dumb stuff about TV shows. But you hadn't shown up for this particular engagement in the way that he was hoping. Well, I think actually... I disagree with this is where we chat and say dumb stuff about TV shows. To me, oh, okay. it's like this is where we watch a show and I fall asleep. Do you have candles going? What's the, what's the mood? What's the ambiance? Well, we, now we have this HomePod thing so he can just talk to Siri. We, we have not had an Alexa or a – what's the other one people have? Do they just have Alexa? Tim. What is Tim? it? Tim. Tim. <laughs> we, we didn't have an Alexa and we didn't have a Tim. There's only one Tim though. We don't have the Tim. We had yeah, Tim for a week. Tim. You had him? It's, it's so yeah. annoying because you don't bother him. He just goes, go ahead for Tim. And you're like, it's <laughs> one in the morning. I don't need anything, Tim. And I thought you that know. was really, we sent him off. That's the weird thing. You just send him anywhere. And if people want him, they have him. So I don't know who sent yeah. him to us. And he but just it, makes stuff up when you're like, Tim, what's the weather today? Yeah. He's like, oh, chance of schmoon or whatever like he doesn't even use words that are words for weather like he's just i yeah. think i i'm gonna i'm just guessing based on like demographics and kind of how he looks and stuff i think he's an improv guy for what he kept changing the subject it was very improv we got sick of his beats of like tim what's the weather gonna be today and then he'd go like boy the weather outside is frightful am i right what are you thinking for christmas and we'd be like no 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 i want to know the weather he's yeah it's a bothersome I think he's guy like a way. guy who does like a lot maybe like his herald team isn't going right now because of the pandemic and this is kind of what he's doing which i get i was in my 20s once also did he ever ask you for, for a suggestion yeah, every morning. It's annoying. And then he'll it's just like, do a long form improv. I'd like no, probably nobody listening to this has any. I think like, they do. I think I- everyone I know knows what a long form improv is, but most people did not spend a decade in an improv theater. So you this know bit is really dead in the water. You saying. know what I think they know? I want to abandon this, it. I think did you, you want to abandon it? Cause I want forced- to. No, do it. No, no, no. I've never that- understood the difference, though. Just if we can get back to that, I'd never understood short versus long oh. form improv beyond like this one's going a little longer and that one wrapped up. Okay, David, <laughs> let me tell you what's going on here. Okay, so you know, like comedy sports, it's like where you do the thing where it's like, oh, there's an interviewer and then these two people answer the interviewer's questions at the same time. And that's like a little game you do for like okay. three minutes and they're like, lights. And then they move on to another thing where they're like, everyone in the audience writes something on a piece of paper and then they throw them on the stage and you pick them up and then you do a scene. And then when it gets to like, well, you know, it's my birthday. And I asked for a chainsaw sculpture of Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) Put the thing down and then your partner has to respond to that. And they're like, I know you did, but a bird is mad at me. Until there's a laugh point and then it's like, lights, another thing. That's short form. Long form, you get a suggestion at the beginning. Then you do a series of interconnected scenes for like a half an hour. 
Can I so ask I'm, you uh, what this would have fallen into? This is a story that happened to be at an improv theater. A friend of mine okay. brought me up on stage. I thought it was very sweet and said like, mm-hmm. hey, like my friend David's here. Do you have a story or anything you want to tell us? And I like off the top of my head remembered like, oh, this is kind of a funny story. She didn't really specify what type of story. The story mm-hmm. is that my mom got really into cycling and she was riding on a road that was too sandy and her and her bike couldn't progress at the speed necessary to stay upright so much like the saskatchewan sarsaparillas her feet were locked in the pedals and her shoe and she just fell yeah over. there were pedals on that bus yep same thing boom she falls over but then it like hurt her crotch and so she was laying there locked into her bike sort of holding her crotch and in hindsight, should I have told this story? Maybe not. But my mom's a good sport. So she's yelling and cursing a whole bunch, like, God damn it, fuck that. And then a family went by in a little horse and buggy, one like a pony pulling it, and there was just three people sitting in and just staring silently. So it wasn't a car that zoomed by. They could hear everything, and they just went by. <laughs> Where was she, she? Was she in the 1800s? She was in the Nevada <laughs> desert. So in the middle so, yes. of like the desert. And then they, huh. and we, we had never seen them. We'd lived there forever. Never seen a family with a little cart like that. Anyway, I tell that story. And then the improvers just basically acted it out. They didn't really change any elements of it. And then at the end, we're like, thank you. And was that short or long? What was going on there? How long did it last? Way too long. It just... It kept getting to parts. I'm like, yep, that's what happened next. Okay. It probably was yeah, five minutes. What you're minutes. supposed to do is take elements of it and extrapolate and do things suggested by the words and themes, yeah. but not actually act out the story. That's what I assumed too. So I was a little surprised that it just. Yeah. I would have had story. some notes for them after that <laughs> show if I was their coach. <laughs> Do you remember the period of time where, and I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I couldn't stop talking about my teeth and my tooth peaks, my enamel loss and the oh, yeah. I had to get? Yeah. Those are some dark days for this show. Um, but during that time, I was asked to be the monologist. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels wrong. I think the monologist so. for an improv group. Mm-hmm. And I told, and you know, it's like, Sort of like how you panicked and told the story about your mom and the bike and her crotch and the mm-hmm. buggy. I panicked and I told this story about the, what I had just experienced, which was the horrible situation getting these crowns and almost like the nurses get having in a fight, the dentist getting in a fight with the temporary dental assistant and the whole thing happening while I was like high on nitrous. But anyway, so the improv that they did involving these two involved like a king choosing between two crowns yes i think that's the kind of thing they're supposed that's, to do yes. you just saw a to... reenactment yeah allison i want to say because i feel like you're angry that i said it about you perseverating on topics oh, i like no, it i like it it's oh, your comedic I'm... style you can't let go thank of you. things and i thank love you. it I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not angry. That's. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I know that I perseverate. In fact, um, and that is a word perseverate. That's what I was going to say. I remember when I learned it because it was a word I didn't always know. I love that word. And I like that you do it. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, no, I I was going to say, like, if you're feeling if you felt a weird energy around that, what was it? I, I don't know. Oh, I thought because you were like, it's very Allison. I'm sorry. Like, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we all we all enjoy. 
Thank you. I didn't I want it to people to think I had come on your show to criticize you. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, yes, no, I was kind of just being, I was just joking around. Okay. That. So, right. like, yeah, never. Know. You know how when you're friends with someone and you fear you've offended them? And then yes. You, then you just, that's my thing, is I will sit and think I have upset someone for hours, weeks, days, or months on end. Do you ever just ask them? I don't. But now therapist- I do. That's why I just said it. Cause I was like, I'm going to sign off of this podcast and then think about it all night and then text you at like 1130 to be like, Hey, were you mad when I said, <laughs> okay, I would think about that all day. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, I 100% was just joking around. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm glad everyone could be here for us to process. This. <laughs> oh, I, think so it's <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, so anyway, back to, wait, did I cut David off? Were you about to say anything regarding the long form <coughs> reenactment that you saw? No, I forget how we got from you and Daniel on the couch to. Oh, because of Tim, the guy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Right. Yes. <laughs> we have a, we have a Apple home pod now. So we can just tell it to do things. It's been pretty fun actually. And so Daniel was like, you know, Hey, this is going to do, Hey, S-I-R-I, you know, lower the lights. And it lowered them way too much. So, And you had asked, were candles lit? No candles. The lights were very low. Okay. And I so said, there's... it's too low. So we turn them back up. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a real blow by blow. And then really are you, the you're seated like each on an armrest of the couch? Are you snuggled next to each other? Each on an I'm... armrest? What's right. going on at your house, David? <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, listen, we've snuggled a lot today. Let's just get some time where we can be a, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm messing around with my own feet. I've, I've had some weird uh, feet issues lately, so I got to get on my own side of the couch. This hmm. is, what kind this... of foot issues? Let's get yeah, into that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been running a lot and I have this weird pain in my heel that I can't figure out. And then I was, I asked the doctor, which I felt ridiculous about, but uh, they didn't really have any suggestions. So I've been just like <laughs> icing and stretching it and just coming to grips with being an old man. And um, so sometimes I'm on the, I'm, I'm on my own side of the couch working the feet. And so that, that could be a situation where, and I would get in, I'm sure I'd ramble on and look over and she might be nodding off so i'm definitely daniel in this i situation. hope not if she's perched on the thing because if she nods right. off she's gonna if she's perched on the armrest we have the net i'm safe we have oh, the net a, a we, have a ca- net. we got our couch net like Great. years Perfect. ago yeah Perfect. so i don't have to worry about her perches anymore because they were yeah i mean sometimes you know you, you i would nod off and then hear a like a crash ah and feel right, bad because your couch is what like it's eight feet tall right it used to be we bumped eight it up to tall. nine yeah we oh, and then we had our up. ceiling yeah it's up a little higher now because okay. i we just like a ladder we like getting up there yeah yeah like but, a life like a lifeguard stand perch yeah yeah i mean because you know all TVs are high now. Everyone looks up at it. Remember when you're younger, TVs are all on the floor. Mm, yes. So, mm-hmm. You want to so, replicate that experience. Right. So we had to go I will, up. I will tell Very you vintage. how Daniel and I were, were seated in a moment. First, I need to just real quick. It sounds like I'm going to do an ad and I'm not, even though I do need to do another one. Um, you know the trend toward dining room table, not dining room tables, but like kitchen tables that are up high that have the like counter height tables. And mm-hmm. the seats that are up. And people, do you, does everyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes, chairs I and tables it, that are higher. At an <laughs> yes. at an, are you mean the ones that are like around a kitchen island, like Reese Witherspoon's home in Big Little Lies? <laughs> I don't. 
I don't mean that, but I do know that that's what a lovely home. Um, no, it's I just mean like a wonderful. table that that seats four, like a high top at a restaurant, like a table that seats. Four. I didn't there, know that was a trend. That's a trend. There, not anymore. There was a trend. Maybe like in the last five to ten years, there was a mm. trend. Like I swear, if you go to if you went to living spaces in the last five to ten years, you saw some of those. Um, and this the the. the Seats are the chairs are high. World Market has these two. I only shop at the finest of places. Yeah, me too. Um, the chairs are high too, and they always describe them as space saving. That's my question. What space is this saving? No, I would say it's a, a space saver would be like one of those high beds that then you can put a desk under, but you can't right. put what anything. Putting- oh, maybe you put something under the kitchen table. <laughs> like and maybe what? you put a whole other kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. Right down there double decker and you can pass things from level to level yeah that makes sense you it's it seats four but also eight so anyway Mm -hmm. you know okay my parents sit in two two comfortable chairs to watch television and they each have their little footrest and that's how they do it and i remember wondering how does don't it get tell that? wendy that she they you have to be snuggled if you're watching tv together uh, no i'm just you guys are on the armrests that's an unorthodox setup two chairs with footrests totally it's the normal. same thing the cha- the allure of the chair is that you've got double armrests well why if you have a couch you each can get one armrest but you're saying you're, you're seated so upon no, the armrests yes i'm picturing you with the armrests <laughs> is that what you said you said <laughs> two people you said your legs i said at the armrests i believe no, i think said i said on the, the armrests well you, you know what on, your right? arm is on the armrest. You think no, I'm sitting you said there? on the armrest. And what that conjured for me was two people each perched upon an armrest. Same. Like you're about to say something cool. Like, hey, man, you want to go <laughs> toss the ball around? My goodness. Well, I should have been more specific. It did not occur to me that an adult human being would think I meant we're sitting with our feet on the couch pillows at this point. Or like we're yeah, on the cushions. You said on the armrest. That is. What, how does. <laughs> I think I'm in the right here. Someone you says we were do. seated on the armrest. You, you didn't say near. You said on the armrest. Yeah. Like as what if goes on the armrest? Upon the armrest. That's Apology. what I thought was happening too. <clears throat> Thank you, really? Allison. Finally, yeah. Allison's on my side. Tony, what did you think? <laughs> well, I I was thinking it, but based off of when you chimed in and were like arm on the armrests. Uh, yeah, because I just assumed him. I knew what he meant, but then yeah, then I was picturing it based off of what you said. That's my bad, guys. Yeah, it's it's. Johnny really people... threaded the needle with that answer. He didn't want to take a side. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll accept that I could have used better language, and I didn't know that you guys were going to perseverate on that quite as. It's just as you picturing did. you guys turn on the TV and you're like ready to relax, <laughs> and then you each sit on an armrest on opposite on opposite sides of the couch. And That's... I was picturing truly like the armrest between your legs and one leg over the side <laughs> where there's like just really uncomfortable. Yeah. But you were actually, I think, just using real formal language, David, like I was on my post. You're not really sitting on a post. You're at your post. So you're at the armrest. We just I'm, took you literally. I want to say, but I mean, if we went back to the tape, I'd go, oh, yeah, I messed up. In my head, I think I was saying messed you're up both. I really did. And if I thought I was not going to get called out on it, I came to the wrong place. <laughs> That's right. I think I was saying you're both like on the couch and then on the armrest, meaning that like you're leaning on the At. armrest. And, yeah. and boy, did I Near. goof that one up. Near Boy, yeah. big time. That's, that's like occupying the armrest, if that can be allowed. 
I was once a talking head on a show, I think it was on E! called like 50 Most Epic Fails. Was I on that? Or I've just seen it. What's going on? (laughs) Very weird if you weren't on that now. I was on something. This bears investigation. I feel, you know what? I truly think I wasn't on that. Uh, No, no, no. You're Brian Williams in the helicopter. What? You're Brian Williams in the helicopter. He was convinced he was there. That's right. I just, I talked about it so much. (laughs) If I wasn't on that, no, I think I was on that. I was on something like that. And maybe that one aired around the time of the one that I was on. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But anyway. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. I completely lost my train of thought. I was on or have seen 50 Most Epic Fails. David, what you did with the armrest there it could comes. give any of them a run for their money. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's an epic fail. Yeah, that was a big that's one. That's what I was saying. Right. Yeah. But I feel like I was trying to get to the bottom of how each of you – uh, could have ne- could have come out of that situation, um, more understanding or um, aware of the other person's. You know, Daniel needed to riff and rant about how cult people are are or cult leaders Wrong. are bad. Yeah, and that's a great point to make. You know, he doesn't know. Maybe you think they're great, and then you needed to nod off and sleep a little bit, and you guys just had a little disconnect there. Right. So if you're both seated at the armrest with your elbow on the armrest, but your butt is on the couch and your back is touching the back of the couch, mm. maybe then that's a body language type that uh, will lend itself to, oh, I didn't realize you were over there nodding off because I'm so far away from you. Right. And I will explain that in a minute because what I started to say about the two chairs situation, it really all ties in. You guys, this is much like a long form improv. This is going (laughs) to all tie together. But first, I want to tell you guys about Everlywell. They have lab tests that you can do, lab medical tests at home. It makes it so much easier to give you a positive new outlook on health with, with information you can use. And I really wish this had been around when I was doing all my fertility stuff because, you know, the first, when you go in, there's like a battery of tests that they run at the beginning. Uh, and it's expensive and it takes time and you have to leave your house. But if I could have done all of that, not all of it, but if I could have done some of it at home, I would have loved to do that. Everlywell offers over 30 plus at home lab tests like food sensitivity, thyroid health, B vitamins, STD, heart health, indoor and outdoor allergies, metabolism, women's health, and testosterone tests and more. Each Everlywell test comes with super easy to follow instructions. Every test is physician reviewed and the shipping is free. Your results are reviewed by a board certified physician. Then they are sent directly to you digitally within just days. You can even share them with your healthcare provider. Your results are personalized and easy to understand, so you know exactly what they mean for you. To start better understanding your health like I did, check out Everlywell today. For 20% off an Everlywell at-home lab test, visit everlywell.com slash best friend and enter code best friend. That's everlywell.com slash best friend, code best friend for 20% off your test. Everlywell, E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L, at-home lab test, your answers your way. Okay, so I would look at my parents in their separate chairs and I'd think, how did it get to be that way? Because Daniel and I sit mere uh, semi-inches from each other on the couch, snuggled up because we're in love for a period of time. We were in love. And then at some point when I was pregnant, I got the world's most comfortable rocking chair that also reclines. It's like reclines and it's got a footrest and at that point given that I was hugely pregnant uncomfortable all the time and owned this chair I started sitting in that chair and 
though I am no longer pregnant, I still sit in the chair. So we are halfway to being my parents in that we have a couch that Daniel sits on and then I sit in my own island of this chair. We are not touching. We can't see each other well unless you turn to look. And then I fall asleep in the chair. So that is the answer to your question, David. Oh, man. This was but the tip of the iceberg now, wasn't it? I mean, I, f- I, can f- I feel that way from your tone of voice and the way your finger is pressed against your cheek. <laughs> yeah, I've gone ahead and put the finger to the temple because, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, uh, it seems like a very innocuous thing that you wanted to- You don't uh... think I should get divorced? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like Wendy was saying, it could just be someone brought home the wrong flavor of ice cream and frankly, you've just had it. But, um, you know, I think at, like when you woke up and you were rested, were you like, oh, yeah, those were some good points about that cult leader. Or were you like, you... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what is it, the points he was making were. The thing about the vow is, oh, I think he was just saying that Keith doesn't know anything about love, which is true. He like, you know, professes to say like, this is what a loving relationship is. And this is what men are like. And this is what women are, women are like. And like, it's all crazy. But it's like, no shit. That's why this show is so good. Anyway, Wendy, you does, haven't does seen Does Daniel yet. think that people think his ideas are still good? <laughs> I think he's in jail for like 120 some, years. Some, the crazy thing is that there are people that gather outside his jail cell and like have big sit-ins and kumbaya sessions right. and stuff. Because he's a cult so leader. People, so people's, yes. I mean, 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. So people aren't smart. We haven't even talked about that yet. No. I know that one thing that my listeners love is when we get political. And I'm joking because I always hear from people that don't love it. But, um, you know, it's a pretty big deal. So I think we can get a little political for just a moment. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't. Re- have I recorded? Oh, yeah. I've done one episode since the results were announced, but I haven't had you guys on since then. The first couple of days, even though everyone had said the results are not going to be tabulated for a little while, there's going to be the red mirage. I still was just shocked at uh, how many people voted for him. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think we'll all have a greater appreciation now for movies where people like a large group of people get a spell cast on them. I think growing up, it was always like, how are they not seeing? And now I think we'll all just be like, yeah, we, yeah, I've lived through that. Can't explain it. Just got to kind of wait for it to go away. But it's at this point, like people trying to reason or, or logic their way into like, but what about this? It's just never going to happen. Whether that's people getting their news from certain. Did you guys see the social dilemma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen half of it. Yeah, I think that the, made yeah, the, like the bias news is a big, big deal. It's such. I mean, when I think of the people in my life who are more likely to be anti-vaccine, flat Earth, uh, you know, in support of this sort of thing, or not wearing a mask, or on and on, not it, they typically are inclined to really want to f- believe their thing and not have that challenged. And so, when you just have like an entire population of that. I feel, does it, do you think back to, okay, it happens in 2016 and rather than everyone being incensed and like, how could you vote for, you said grab by the pussy. How, if, if, if there'd been just a higher level of empathy of like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. Do you think these last four years would have been different? I mean, it's impossible for that to happen. We have Twitter that's just like this cage match of people yelling at each other all the time. 
And so then it lends itself to like, I'm on this team. This tribalism happens, the red hats, the flags, it's just like the cult. I don't know. I think that it was inevitable. It wait, but when you say that if more people <clears throat> if more people were like, Well, let's see how this goes, are you talking about people on the left? Like are I you think both the left? sides. I think both sides being like, Oh, I get it. So you like this and your thoughts on women's reproductive rights are this. Okay, I can see that. Um Let's see how your person does. Just being like open to it. This idea that like now you'll see people every now and again try to breach this thing of, of like, let's just all acknowledge. And then sometimes that makes you mad because you're like, fuck you. Yeah. You're just saying that because you want to seem like elevated. But say that had been from the beginning where you could have just been like, okay, man, he said grind by the pussy. He doesn't seem to be able to read very well. He tweets a lot. <laughs> I mean, let's see how it goes. If everyone had been like calm and polite about it and just kind of every now and again like, whew, that thing in Helsinki, that was, that was something, right? But not losing their patience or their minds about it. Do you think people would have slowly taken off their red hats and been like, no. God, this, I don't either. I th- yeah. well, no, because I, I think people enjoy the racism. And I think like you can't not fight back against racism. Like that's how you get Nazism. You know, yeah. like we barely squeaked it out. Like if somebody's being racist and calls Mexican rapists and like does all that stuff, like you can't keep quiet about it. You can't be like, oh, I'm just gonna like reach out to the other side. It's not a side you can reach out to. Like they have to get their own shit together. Like that's the thing is like eventually with someone who's in a cult or has a problem like that, it it stops being your responsibility. Like they have to reach some kind of rock bottom and maybe they won't and maybe it'll get worse and maybe they'll completely take over the country. But like when someone's racist, which he is, you know, then like there's there, you can't, that's why everybody's like, well, you need to understand their side. It's like, there isn't understanding racism. Like there isn't understanding bigotry. Like that's not, no, that's not my responsibility. Actually. It's their responsibility to stop being like that. And if you have problems in your life and, all that shit. And you've decided that the solve for that is bigotry and racism. Like you're not even going to keep your fucking job, much less your. like, I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's not, there's no middle ground there. That's the problem is they've torpedoed the middle ground. And then it's like, let's find middle ground. It's like, no, you torpedoed the middle ground. Cause when you're being hateful, there's not a middle ground there. Like, there's not like, Oh, okay. I see why you just like <laughs> made these like racial slurs or something. Like there's not, I don't know. I mean, there's not, I don't know what the solution is, but it's certainly not my responsibility to bear on my back. Someone who hasn't realized it's wrong to like, to say nasty things about people of color, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if the problem, excuse me, isn't that we were too tolerant. Although I don't know how, I don't know how to execute put into effect a zero tolerance policy on hate, but I feel like that, is something worth considering. I'm sure people are going to say I'm fascist for saying that, but I don't know. No, but I mean, you can personally have a, like, I don't engage with that. Like if you want to change that attitude, then we can engage. We can talk about economic policies. We can even talk about like abortion and stuff like that, because that you can sort of go like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I see why you think, because to you, you think like life begins at birth. So let's talk about that. Like, even if you do believe that, and I don't believe that, can we find a space where we can say, hey, man, having readily available birth control, sex education, stuff like that actually prevents abortion. So if you want to prevent them, and let's say I want people to have that kind of education, we could get together on that. But if your position is Mexicans are rapists, 
we're not getting together on that. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me hear you out on that. Like, that's not, that's the thing is because of the racial element that he introduced because he was a birther, because all of that stuff, there's not a lot of space there. It's not reach out. It's like, they need to, like, hopefully life will get better under Biden. And so people will see that like living this way is perhaps a better path. And there's more success and happiness when you don't feel that way towards groups of people because of the color of their skin. But like, I don't think there's, yeah, there's nothing to reach out to. Like, it's just like air. There's nothing there to like talk about. But don't you think I just to like offer a bit of a, uh, a counterpoint to that. It doesn't, it seem like so many people, I have friends who are like, my parents are not racist or they are, you know, they were scared of socialism. Like that maybe is where the social dilemma thing came in. All this fake sort of propaganda stuff of how it's going to be Marxism scared them into thinking like, oh no, they're going to defund the police and they're, and they're going to take all of my money. And that to me, it was so frustrating to see people that were older that had raised our generation with this idea of like, be kind, be oh, polite. <laughs> we get a special guest. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. You must come. What do I have to come for? It's getting late. It's getting late. Are you guys eating dinner? Hey, dude. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, he can't hear (laughs) us. He can't hear you. You want to put the headphones on for one sec so you can hear them? You want to say hello? Oh, yeah. I said I'd be with my sister. Okay. He's the Patreon bonus. Patreon bonus. See you in a normal child. Patreon. Uh, build David, stuff. what were you saying? I just think that was the most, maybe that's where that idea came from with me is that like the people that had raised people my age who instilled these ideas of like play fair, accept defeat, be a gracious loser, tell the truth, be honest, treat people with respect or how you want to be treated. All these sort of principles just flew out the window and suddenly they were all able to kind of go, yeah, yeah, I know, but the other options worse. Like worse than losing these base sort of ideals that we all yeah. at least used to hold some value to or with, that was strange to me. And that, that to me made up as big or more of a percentage than the out and out, like I'm getting my flag and I hate Mexicans or I hate Muslims or whatever and I'm, I'm going to hit the streets. To me, it was more people that just – it's like that Einstein quote of you know terrible things happen when uh, good people are apathetic or don't do anything. That's exactly the quote. Um, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I guess I'm just especially troubled by the um, race stuff, you know. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere good. Right, yeah. Okay. I will say that I think, or I agree with the idea of like, fuck you, you're racist. <laughs> is not. Oh, no. Perfect. <laughs> He doesn't understand. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what those words mean. Oh my god! Oh, I pulled a Daniel where I wasn't looking. I was just talking and looking up in the air at the exact moment oh. that Wendy put the headphones on the sun. <laughs> he, so doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't know okay. what those words mean. He won't okay, repeat them. Okay, good. Um, I do think that that is not an effective strategy to bring people into the fold. Like, I do think that there are people who get alienated by being called racist. Like, maybe people who are just sort of right-leaning, but not uh, full of hate. And they feel alienated by that, like, constantly being told, you're this way. I don't know. You know what? Enough of that. Hopefully, it'll get better these next many years. 
What? Can I add one thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can add more than one thing. <clears throat> the, it felt like with the Muslim ban and with the Women's March, it was people that didn't want to go out in the streets but felt called to. Like, if, being there, being a part of it felt very, like... There was something – you just felt like this energy of like, okay, good. Everyone's as outraged about this. We're all giving a little bit of a shit or showing that this is not acceptable. The other side, like this rally for him or the rallies just in general felt like we want the party to keep going. It didn't feel like for any particular reason beyond just like all this rhetoric of we're going to save the country and it's in grave danger. But it wasn't like an injustice has been done and or, you know, like civil rights are at play. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I warned you guys. This was gonna happen. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> this is what happens. Um, yes, I know what you mean. You were you worked. Did you were you a poll? No, they got back to me uh, like two days before. I, I just kept not hearing. Like this is really strange. And then finally, like two days before, they were like, "Thanks for applying." We had an overwhelming um, push of people that wanted to do it. And they, and I think with the pandemic and a lot of people being uh, work, you know, city workers, they were they used some of them in places as well. So they had the resources to do it. Uh, and I had a friend who did do it. He's like, I called them every day and just told them like, I'll go anywhere. I'll I just have to do it. Which I thought was really great, uh, but no, I didn't. I ended up not doing it. Anyone hearing stray sounds on here? My son is still in the office. My four-year-old is still here. <laughs> um, this has been a super fun show. Let's do a quick, quick round of just mirror everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something. All right. Just me or everyone. I'm going to solicit some from my guests. Wendy, what is something you do? And I know you said that you you know it's just you, but what I know it's you? well, it's actually probably not just me because I think more people have I actually have like obsessive compulsive disorder, which isn't being neat. People think it's being neat. It actually means like having like compulsive thoughts and obsessions that you can't Mm -hmm. get past in your mind. It's like a helicopter in your head. It's very fun. Recommend. (laughs) But um, so one of them would be um, like if you're some if I'm somewhere and there's something sharp, I'm extremely uncomfortable. Like I was at a party and we were playing running charades and there was a knife on the counter and it bothered me so much. I had to go into the kitchen and like put it in the sink because <laughs> part of my OCD is like, I'm convinced that if that's around, I will just suddenly pick it up and start stabbing people, <laughs> which like people are like, Oh, it's not funny. You have a like mental illness ish. And I'm like, no, it's funny. Like it's, that's how I do it. Like there was a time that wasn't funny to me. I genuinely thought I was losing my mind. And then when you're like, Oh, I figured out what it is. I have that. But a lot of people I think have some small version of that. They might like, like you can't be in a room that's up high or something because you're right. convinced you're going to like leap off the balcony or something like, so people do have like very light versions of this. Um, they just don't drive them absolutely bonkers. So that's my, just me or everyone. Is yes. Stuff like that. I very have, fun. I have stuff like that. Um, I, t- I can totally relate to that. Uh, I realized one day I was like, you know, this has been, in the back, this is going to sound silly and ridiculous, and I may have mentioned it or not, 
but it's been in the back of my mind like every single day of my life forever and I've it never I've never really been conscious of it but like every day at least I am at pretty much multiple times a week I imagine what it would be like to die in the holocaust it is like I know this is, I know this isn't just me it's funny because I mentioned it my to my mom and she was like really she's like I don't have that or not 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 the thinking of it but like being haunted by the holocaust like her mother came over from Vienna her mother's family died in the holocaust but my mom who's one generation closer to it doesn't feel haunted by it in the same way I, it's something to figure out in therapy didn't like they when do did, that study though that like people have a genetically a fear yeah. you can inherit a fear and you're saying that you're actually related to people who passed away in the holocaust and and other people probably feel they barely escaped it so maybe you have like an in like a, an innate. innate fear of something that your family actually was afraid of. And so it's like, it's protective for you to fear that. Maybe. Pro- maybe. I mean, and yeah. I mean, regardless of whether, I do think it is like a cultural fear that is passed on. Um, but I also think like, it was probably, it's probably worth exploring in therapy. Like, when did I learn about it? And what does it represent to me? But like, I have this very, that's what I mean about like, it's so kind of routine or ritualized that I'm not even fully conscious of it. Like it's the same thought of like lining up and then going into a dark room and then, yeah, I know, I know Wendy, you're wincing. I know it's no, so it's just scary. It's so like, it's so matter of fact. It's just like a, it's like a thing my brain does that it's a kind of like without emotion. It's just this, it's like a misfiring of my brain. It's so weird. Yeah. That's kind of like probably that's like an intrusive thought kind of thing. But it doesn't cause me alarm. It's just, I just something fear my brain everyone's does are so time. dark today. They should be like, when I find gum under a table, <laughs> I eat it. Or whatever. <laughs> Although that wouldn't be a good that also is dark. Do you want way. do you want a lighter one? Yes. Yes, please. I have a it's it's very minor. Uh you know if you're you're driving your car. And maybe there's like a car that's like double parked or something. Anyways, you have to drive your car through a maybe questionably narrow spot where you like you have to slow down a lot. You're like, I think I can make it through here. When you do that, uh, I shrug my shoulders up as if that's going to help. Yeah, I was about to. I saw you start to do it. I was like, yes, that's what you do. Yeah, you have to make your whole car narrower. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, nice. Did you I do, have one or no? I don't shrug my shoulders. And I zoom through those. I really feel like I'm, <laughs> I know exactly the proportions of my vehicle. And like if you showed me some sort of distance and then gave me 10 objects of varying sizes and said which one of these will fit in that space, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at guessing like, oh, that's this size. Just oh, for whatever reason. I think it's a cool skill. And so like if I see a gap or an opening, there's a garbage truck up there, I'll instantly calculate, oh, I'm good. And just like, sometimes I go through like 10 miles an hour. And then, you know, I'll see someone like inching their way through it. And I can see on both sides, like you got two feet on either side. It's not even close, but they have a poor ability to gauge that distance. So I feel like I don't shrug my shoulders in that one. Um I do have a just me, everyone. It's really, Let's I don't, it. I think it's so generic. I feel like, um, 
like a high school freshman or something in that I'm generally not very superstitious. Although like with sports and stuff, I'll like not wash a shirt or something like that. Or be like, I just like, I think it's fun to like sort of have one of those dumb things, even though I know it has no bearing whatsoever. However, with life as we know it and people suddenly reemerging who believe the earth is flat or that a guy that said there were 15 cases soon to be zero allowed there to be, 150,000 a day and 250,000 dead and suggested that bleach putting under your skin was a good idea and that people are still okay with this guy and and devoutly following makes me feel like this is my simulation Mm -hmm. and I've done something incredibly wrong that now I deserve this. Like that the world Mm. has just turned a few dials where I'm like, yeah, this is what I live in now. No one knows what facts are. Science is out the window and it's a bunch of people with flags and I, I guess other people feel that way, and it feels generic to say that, but it, I feel like personally like, ah, oh, shit, I did this. No, it's a, that's a common thing for um, – and I'm not saying this to, to say that you're uh, mentally not mature, but apparently that is like a fear people tend to have when they're younger – but yeah. a lot of people are feeling it now. Like last night, John Oliver was like, I have no proof I'm not in purgatory. And I would kept saying to Jeff, when we moved into this new house and there were no decorations anywhere, I said, I honestly feel like I died. And if I could just accept it, you guys would let me go on to heaven <laughs> because I'm in a weird house. I can't go anywhere. I haven't seen anyone in months. Like, did I die? And this is a gentle way of letting you know you died. You still see the people you're closest to. But you died and you need to accept it so you could move on. I think it is everyone feels that now, right now. It'd be weird if you felt that way normally, but I don't (laughs) think it's weird to feel it now when everything's absolutely bonkers. Yeah. But David, you're saying you feel like this is your, like, like you messed up and now you're like consigned to live among this like non-factual time, right? Like you did something and brought this on us. Something like that. Yeah, it's probably a mix of like, like what Wendy was saying. I'm just like, did I die? If someone showed me video of like, remember when you were backing out of the driveway and then you kind of, you just kind of forgot what happened next. Like you didn't shrink your shoulders. You didn't shrink your shoulders and that garbage truck hit you were way off. And I go, oh, I thought I dreamed that. Like, nope, that was your death. And then since then you've been doing this, that would make sense if it was just like, oh, well, you didn't go volunteer at that school this year when you thought you might have, or you didn't finish this thing you thought. Because I don't feel like I'm doing anything that, but maybe I'm not living up to my potential in the highest, like, so that feels like, oh, because I was doing that, then now this new reality, this new paradigm is the result of that or something. It's such a dumb thought, but it feels like, I don't know, maybe I watched too much Westworld or something that you kind of... uh The world around us feels like we, not that we selected it, but you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say like, I do feel like I'm in a simulation and it's like, because of how everything moves online, all of a sudden you don't see people, like everyone's in mad, like, I, I think I'm guessing there will be a lot of everyone's out there being like, I'm yeah, so- but also I think just to, maybe I'm stating the obvious a little bit, but, um, I think that this is such a weird, unfamiliar, foreign experience for all of us that our brain is trying to make sense of it and and make a cause and effect narrative 
and what a cool narrative that would be if it actually was our fault that we're living in this kind of situation. And less scary than the fact that there really are that many people out there now who think literally, did you guys see, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, the doctor, maybe she's a nurse, but she's a a hospital professional. Yeah. And she said the people are coming in and they tell them they have COVID and they insist that it's a hoax. And even as they're being like put on ventilators, they're like, what do I really have? What are you doing to me? Like they absolutely do not believe in reality in the other direction. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, how did they convince so many people that this was fake while 250,000 people died? Like it is like, it is oppressive to engage in reality. So it's like more comforting. I think to be like, maybe this is just a computer glitch. (laughs) I used to, uh, you know, I, when I worked for this ranch when I was a kid, I'd spend like sometimes like a week or I mean a month, like six weeks in the mountains, so no TV, like barely any AM radio at night. You'd maybe get an update here and there, but otherwise just silence. And to come out of that, like you'd, I'd come back and hang out with my friends and like some new song they'd all know the words to and I'd never heard it. And I felt like such – it was the closest I in my life have been to like – an unfrozen caveman or something like, Oh, there's this new thing that's sweeping that this is the newest song. These are the newest shoes, whatever it might be. But that feeling now would be it. I think you would have a stroke if you came out of wherever you were with no communication and saw people, the QAnon people, the people that were in this sort of weird loop, you could not wrap your head around it. You would just be like, wait, what, what is everyone thinking? Yeah. These people are dying of a virus that they were well warned about and they insisted it wasn't real, that it was a hoax. That's baffling. Yeah. And it's like, we don't totally know right now whether things are going to get better or get worse in terms of those people like QAnon people and the anti-maskers and the hoaxers and all that stuff. It's wild. I did think of a lighthearted just me or everyone. Oh, let's hear it. (laughs) I don't know if everybody else does this, but when things are in sets of a number that like could compare to something else, maybe I've said this on the show before that at my old at work where we used to go, there were five bathroom stalls. Did I say this before? I feel I like I did. So. I've not there were it. five bathroom stalls. And so I would think of them in my head without realizing it. And I did it for years until I realized I was doing it, that I thought of them as Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Friday. And I'd be like, I always go to the bathroom in Friday. <laughs> and why did I think that? Why were they the days of the week to be? It's not like I used them on the days of the week. There were five of them. So that's what they were in my mind. They were five days of the week bathroom stalls. I love it. No, I don't think I've heard that one. No, I do. This has been go. fun. <laughs> Wendy, let's go out on this question. Your hair looks lovely, and I feel like I remember you saying that you had cut it yourself a while ago. Still have not had a professional haircut since last Mar- uh, February. You did a good job because you said something, uh, you denigrated your hairstyling skills online, but I, I think it was unwarranted. It's grown out a lot, Allison. It well, looks it looks really good. weird for weeks on end. I think it looks good. Thank uh, you. Oh, like now to... my phone did it. Do, do, oh, do, I didn't do, hear do, it. Do, 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 do. Okay, there we go. I would like to say thank you and welcome to my new Patreon subscribers, Krista B., Natasha J., Robert L., Kule, David G., and Lisa M. Um, lots of fun on Patreon, you guys. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Uh, There is a promotion. You can sign up for a year so you can do an annual membership and you get two months free. So 12 months for the price of 10. You can't afford not to do it. 
Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed. If you'd like to submit just me or everyone's, perhaps you also imagine perishing in a dark moment in history every single day uh, or something lighter. Tweet it to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, hashtag J-M-O-E, just me or everyone. Um, subscribe to me on YouTube, please, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Leave a nice uh, – review the ep- – the excuse me, review the podcast. Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, et cetera. I'm on Patreon. I mentioned Cameo, da-da-da. Um, Wendy, where can we find you? What should we keep an eye out for? I am at Wendy Molino on Twitter. And um, our new show premieres in February. And I made a public facing Instagram for the first time in my life. You did. It's at it's the Great North Wendy. So you can follow me on Instagram now. There's nothing there, but I made. I one. didn't even know. I'm gonna go follow you. No, right because why done. would you? It has one thing on it. <laughs> I haven't done anything with it. Um, yeah, and um, watch Bob's Burgers, which I'm still writing for. And then our new show, The Great North, premieres in February, um, either before or after Bob's Burgers on the same night. And I hope you guys would watch. It would be very kind of you. That's- they oh. will. And Dave and I are working on another season of our little podcast we do called These Are Those Tapes. And it will be out sometime. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Uh, I want to say thanks to a couple of your listeners. Um, uh, Lee Bruns, who's been oh, yeah. such a sweetheart, and this um, fire extinguisher was a baby gift from him. A very uh, atypical but useful and thoughtful one. So <laughs> thanks, Lee. And then Jennifer Tokaji, I hope I'm saying that right. Yes, she's the best. She's so Lee sweet. Lee is the best, too. They're both the best. They're Everyone's very nice. The best. Yeah, you have a good group. And she started like a detective agency online trying to solve the riddle of who stole my bikes. And obviously, we didn't have any luck. But I appreciate <laughs> it. I was getting really nervous before the... Uh, election because i thought well everyone's tweeting a lot but no one's really doing anything and the fact that she like did something made me feel like okay people are hitting the streets and doing stuff for things much bigger and more worthwhile than my bikes um but anyway i appreciate that so thanks to jennifer and uh i'm not doing really anything with my podcast i i've just sort of like i feel really weird with the pandemic where on one hand people be like we need this more now than ever but then i also feel like when do we just take a break does life have to just keep going on in spite of overwhelming (laughs) like not even obstacles just glaring sort of omens that are like hey slow down you need to repair some stuff so i think that plus the new the new addition to our family has been um uh, a reason for that as well but anyway um I but am these w- are those tapes you're doing. Yeah, well, no. I mean, we're doing them when we can. It's, like it's really theory. challenging. In, in theory, theory, theory yeah, someday they, you're doing them. Someday, the, yeah. The, they we're, will close. Exist we're close. We're actually yeah. pretty close. We we're just pretty have close. to finish it. <laughs> yeah, we're close on a second Like season. working 12 hours a day. It's, it's great. A perfect system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Wendy's probably the busiest person I've ever heard of. No. Let alone know. Yeah, it's four children and two jobs. It's crazy. The end of pandemic. That's nuts to me. And um, anyway, season two, guys, it'll be out soon. It'll be out sometime. sometime. I bet bet before the new year. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe it'll be a little holiday treat. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, David, you were on a, a sci-fi show. Oh, yeah. Did you mention that? Yeah, it's called... I'm not doing anything. What am I talking about? I'm a big superstar. I'm a showbiz yeah. guy. Uh, there's a show called The Movie Show, which I think is so funny. It's a sketch show hosted by two puppets based out of Modesto, California, and they review movies, and it's just real silly and goofy. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel. I believe it comes out in a week or two, so like right around Thanksgiving, and then I'm in episode nine. So if the show is allowed to go that long... You'll keep an eye out for me. I'm in a unitard. So oh my you, gosh. Yeah, I know. Pretty pretty um risque for me, you know. I've <laughs> normally in a suit smoking my pipe. And this one I was like uh real physical. I had to do some fake falls and things. It was quite a ride. But that was real fun. So yeah, look out for the movie show on sci fi. And then I'm editing my stand up thing. That'll come out at some point. I don't know. Probably twenty twenty one, I'm guessing. And awesome, Tony. Nothing really, just at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram, my podcast, Bizarre Albums. Nothing else. You guys, this was so much fun. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. It's my new thing I say because I think everyone needs to remember it. Um, I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Yeah, Alison Rosen is your new band.